Hey there, you're listening to Virago Pod, a podcast that is dedicated to empowering and improving the physical and mental health of female athletes everywhere. This podcast is brought to you by The Virago Project, a nonprofit organization that helps female athletes balance sports with life. I'm your host, Emily McGee-Zeslowski. And I'm your co-host, Taylor Tracy. Let's jump right into the episode. Hey guys, this is a little bonus episode from our last talk. Um, we, you know, we were thinking about what conversations we were having with Taylor Heatherly in episode three, and now Paige in, in this most recent episode. And we thought we need a little more actionable, quick, quick facts kind of thing of freshmen do's and don'ts. So um, mm-hmm. if you are here, you probably heard us talk about that on Paige episode, and and we want to have a standalone episode of some freshman years do's and don'ts. Yes, this is big. So if you're going to college and you plan on being an athlete and you are a freshman, listen up. We are spilling the beans on everything that maybe we did and we're proud of or we wish we had done um, and all of the things that we either did and regret or wish that others didn't do. So listen up. Yeah, we're going to have this I'm sure reoccurring of, you know, when we have talked to more people with more tips, but these, this is just some things that, you know, we're thinking of off the top of our heads. Um, okay. Taylor, let's start with some do's. Uh, okay. You go first. All right. My big one that I think really helped was I, at UNC, they actually have a system where they pair you with another athlete, not in your sport. And I actually really like that. So while it was a little tough that the rest of our sweet mates um, that were non-athletes were going out all the time and, and partying, I really liked having an athlete that was respectful of my early mornings, um, that they weren't out late, they weren't partying, they weren't pressuring me to like drink or make bad decisions. So I really, really liked living with a roommate that wasn't my sport. So it wasn't like I'm with the same person 24 seven, but I did really enjoy having that um, camaraderie my freshman year going into going into the dorms. I love that. Um, yeah. So obviously I had the same thing because we were on the same team just four years later, I, I was paired with a softball roommate, um, but we were not the respectful roommates that you were talking about. I think you probably would have <laughs> pulled our heads off because we were the opposite. So, um, but yeah, don't be, don't be like me and my roommate, Tracy. We were, we were bad influences. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm sure I I was to say I don't even know all these stories because you were I'm sure I, as a senior senior captain there you're keeping all the shenanigans from me so I'm sure we'll hear about them later on the list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, what do you got, Taylor? Um, okay. Well, you wrote this one, which is having proper expectations on playing time. Um, but I'll touch on it anyway because I feel like I got rocked when I was a freshman, and so did you. You shared, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like most athletes, whenever you're in high school, it's kind of like you're the big fish in the sea, and then, or you're the big fish in the pond, is what they say. So a lot of college athletes, like when they were in high school, they were the best when they were in high school because, well, it's high school. Most people don't go on to play athletics in college. And so it's like very, very small chance that, you know, more than a handful of people on whatever team you were on uh, in high school ended up playing in college as well. So you were probably the outlier there. Um, And while you were good during that time, 
and you still are good, uh, there are, when you get to college, people who are just as good as you and have just as much um, experience, if not more. So yeah, it is a slow and steady process to earn your position on whatever team you're on, um, to get better. College athletics is a whole new beast. Um, some people have a lot of luck in the future, like on their freshman year, most people don't. So don't get overwhelmed. Um, if you're not playing or become discouraged if you don't play your freshman year, because truly most people don't. Yeah. And, you know, no shade to coaches or anything, but unfortunately their job, right, is to get you to come to their university. So are they going to kind of wine and dine you a little bit and maybe give you improper expectations when you're in high school to get there? Honestly, probably yes. Um, you know, they're going to say you have a great like no one's going to say, hey, you're probably not going to play it all your first three years. Like they're going <laughs> to say you have a great shot at playing. All, you know, so exactly. so while it's possible, like it's it's I don't I'm not going to say they're lying, but th they do want you to come. You know, they do see that you can contribute to their team. But um, just because a coach said that you're going to play, unfortunately, does not mean you're going to play. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a big one for for both of us. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, you're up. Um, next. All right, good one. Get involved with campus organizations. Um, yep. The schools are so big, so many options. It's so easy to keep your head down and just focus and to have yourself defined as an athlete. But definitely explore the different um, the different programs you have. UNC has what is it called? Fall Fest. Oh yeah, Fall Fest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I did not take advantage of it all. So I'm I'm going to be honest. I did not. Um, do this one until I was older, but there's so many chances to get involved with different groups of people. Um, if your school has like a rally that introduces all the different clubs and organizations, I highly recommend you do that your freshman year. Definitely. Such a good way also to like meet non-athletes. I feel like sometimes we stay in this athlete bubble um, and a lot of people don't ever make friends with like students who aren't athletes, which you're really missing out if you don't take advantage of that. So it's a great way to make friends as well. All right. Okay. I agree. Oh, that was my next one. <laughs> make friends. No, 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 no. My next one was making friends on different teams. And we kind of touched on that when uh, consider rooming with another athlete, not necessarily an athlete on your team. Um, but yeah, make friends not only with different teams, because that just makes campus life so much more fun whenever your team can hang out with either like the men's equivalent of your team or just another team in the athletic department that you really like, but also make friends with non-athletes, like I was saying, um, because they're really, really cool too. NARPs are awesome. Um, and yeah, those can be lifelong friendships. Yeah. And we actually talked about it a little on Georgie's po podcast of how having these non-athlete friends can sometimes help ground you when you're having these different insecurities and, and these feelings that you're not good enough. Um, mm -hmm. Having someone that's kind of removed from the situation is really, really good to have as kind of a sounding board of um, of your insecurities and just to kind of help lift you up and who can be there for you. Yeah, that's such a good, good, good point. I All right. It's, it's my turn, but Taylor, I'm going to throw this one on to you. Um, <laughs> Why don't you tell people about the importance of going to class? <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Well, I could give you my freshman transcript, and that would give you enough of a, uh, a reason to go to class, but I'm not going to do that because that would be so embarrassing. Yes, listeners, <laughs> go to class. Like, just do it. 
Um, but listen, don't take a million hard classes. I think that's, that's what my problem was when I was a freshman. I was like, I'm going to do like biology and psychology. And like, I wanted to learn so many different things, but realistically I was not prepared to take on that course load as like a freshman volleyball player. So yeah, just really be selective about the classes that you take whenever you are a freshman and just hopping onto campus. Don't kill yourself. Don't go overboard and go to class. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great one, especially. So we were a fall sport. So right when you start in August, you're hit with college courses. You're hit with new teammates away from friends and family. So really like, especially on your off year because still spring is, is competitive for us but I always took like my maths and sciences and my harder classes that spring and I also really really enjoyed taking summer school so consider if you're having a hard time especially if a class is like midterm final only grades that's just not how I shine best I shine best by turning in like weekly assignments and things like that that was summer school so like when I had to keep struggling in this one math class and I kept having to drop it after like the midterm I ended up taking it over summer school and getting an A. So um, awesome. yeah, don't take too hard of classes when you're in season. It's a, a great one. Yeah, that's a great tip. I didn't even, I never thought about it that way. So true. Like midterms are so heavy in normal semester classes, but then in summer school you get to like, it's fast paced, but it's like chunks of information at a time, like in a way that makes sense. All right, yeah. your turn. Yeah, well, and then that kind of goes ahead and connects to think about your future, because I knew I wanted to do business school, and there is a lot of prerequisites for that. So make sure you're kind of thinking, um, and so you don't get swamped down by like, oh, crap, I missed my chance to take this class. It was only offered in fall. So don't be afraid to think about your future, your life after um, your sport, or in our case, volleyball, like make those networking connections, make, make sure you're happy at the university um, if you weren't playing a sport still. Like make sure you have some some solid foundations there. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. All right, so the next one, the next do is to seize as many social opportunities as possible, but within reason. Um, and this kind of goes along with getting involved on with campus organizations, but I will say like your entire time throughout college, obviously you have practices that are mandatory in games and there's a lot of travel, there's study hall, class, like as a student athlete, you're just gonna be so, 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 so busy. But also please make time to be, you know, a student, to be a young adult and to have fun. Um, obviously be safe when you're doing it, make good decisions um, and don't ever take on you know, too many social events where it's inter um, interfering with your athletic performance or your team's expectations, but make the most of this time because it really only comes around once in your life. And when you look back, you're going to want to say that you took advantage of it all. Yeah. And I think what Taylor's saying too, it's important to know, like I was not a partier by any means, um, especially like in, in high school, I didn't drink at all. And it can even be like, hey, make a study group, like instead of just going and, and doing it, like just try to reach out to people to start getting that sense of community because um, it's just not easy to necessarily make friends in general. So going to these different social events or planning your own little social circles, whether it's, you know, a, a crew for lunch, um, it can be a lot of different things, but definitely yeah. is important. Yeah. And I just want to hop like uh 
kind of right off of that, Emily, what you just said. Um, yeah, I feel like there is this huge misconception that like social events in college is all about drinking and all about partying. And like, that's just not true. Like you said, you can do so many other things. There are so much, um, there's so much to get involved with. So yeah, like make a study group, go to the movies with your friends, like anything that you feel comfortable doing and that brings you life, like do it and seize that opportunity. Okay, my next do is a really big one. And it is something that I really struggled with my freshman year. And that's not being a or, so do get mental health assistance if you need it. Uh, it's a big adjustment. Uh, UNC is like 80% in state. So I felt like everyone kind of knew each other already. Uh, I felt like I didn't have those proper expectations that I wasn't playing. Um, I didn't have any friends. My family was a plane right away. And so I, I really struggled with some depression my freshman year. And that compared to, uh, you know, 40 hours in your sport, it feels like, and trying to balance a course load, it's a lot for anyone. So check in, get help. Um, don't be afraid to go on medication. Um, figure out what medication is best for you. Uh, do ask for help. It can be from a coach. You can talk to a teammate um, and check out your campus's mental health, like wellness center. They usually have that. And a lot of times it's mine is completely free and covered. Um, so definitely do your research on your mental health availability your freshman year. Yeah, huge, huge point. Thank you, Emily. That's so true. Um, okay, so the next one is to make time for your hobbies. And something I'm super passionate about actually is just not over investing in our athletic identity, because that's something that I found myself doing when I was in college is that I would give up, for example, writing, um, or blogging or playing the guitar, like just these little things that made me happy. And I probably could have made time for it if I really, really tried, but like, I just let them sit on the back burner. And then all of a sudden one day, like all I knew is like, I play volleyball and I'm nothing else, um, which is not the right mindset at all. So I just want to urge you, if you're listening to like, really make time for yourself outside of your sport and to think about, you know, your other interests, your other passions and really foster those whenever you can. Um, because there will come a day when you're done with your sport and you're going to have to find other things to do with your time. Um, so it'll be easier if you have already fostered and cultivated those hobbies and passions versus starting over again from scratch when you're done. But hey, if you have to go through it, that's fine too. No, I, I love that one, especially now that COVID's here right now, we're, we're doing some team talks where we're hearing people talk about what they're doing to relieve stress. And a lot of those are those hobbies right. that they've had or are developing. So it's a great stress relieving tool as well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, something that's in your control and it's kind of just for yourself, which I think is really important. Yeah. And it's so like cathartic too, especially if you're someone who like makes art or whatever you do, like even if it's just reading or like playing a game, like there's something about it that's so cathartic and stress relieving. So I'm with you. Yeah, definitely keep keep doing your hobbies. All right. It is time for the the don'ts. We tried to reframe most of our, our advice to positives, but we did have some big don'ts. Um, and the first one that I had was a big one that I found myself doing. Um, especially when we talked about wanting to have those social opportunities was do not compare your social life to non-athletes. <laughs> uh, 
it is just not sustainable. They do not have the same expectations. They do not have to be up at 6 a.m. in the weight room. Um, they do not have teammates that are counting on them. They aren't trying to be at this elite level of fitness um, that you are. So they just it's, it's just not really compatible to look at your friends back from home, even in high school, when they're posting about their sororities and these these functions. Um, yeah don't don't fall into the trap of comparing and, and automatically assume that they must be happier than you because they're being more social than you. Yeah, I totally agree. And you know, there is a learning curve too. like when you first get to college and you're an athlete, like the first year or two, like your body is going through a huge adjustment, like 40 hours a week of training, um, practicing games, traveling. I mean, let's be real. It's more than 40 hours when you're traveling on the weekend. It's an absurd amount of time. Um, but you do eventually get used to it and you, you, you're able to strike a good balance. So, um, and then once you do, once you do figure that out, it's actually really, really fun. And I wouldn't take it back for anything. There's no way I would ever trade my experience as an athlete, um, in college for the experience of, of a non-athlete. Like that's how much sure. I loved it. And I didn't love it all the time. Um, but when I got used to it and really got in my groove, it was the best thing ever. So yes, do not compare Agreed. yourself to anyone, anyone else's social life. It will come. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, so second one, I guess since this one's mine. This is another don't. Um, do not spend your weekends locked away in a dorm. And I want to, I should have prefaced this by saying, I understand COVID's happening right now and you might actually be spending your weekend locking, locked away in a dorm because you literally have to. Um, but mm, hopefully by 2021, if anyone's listening to this and in the years um, beyond that, uh, that won't be a thing anymore. So yeah. Let's not spend our weekends, if we can help it, you know, tucked away watching Netflix in our dorm. Um, it's okay sometimes to do it. Sometimes you just need a chill weekend. But, you know, like, again, take advantage of what's going on on campus. Get involved. Go out with friends. You're only in college once, so make the most of it. Yeah, we had something called Carolina Fever and check out if your schools do that too. And it's a club that just goes and attends other sporting events. And so it's a really easy way just um, to stay involved in the athletic community and people go by themselves all the time. So try to see if your club or your school has a club that's kind of like that, that you can stay involved in and mm -hmm. experience a new sport. That's a really easy way to, to get out um, for a short amount of time, but it's just something to do. Yeah, that's really good. I wish I had done that. Did you do that? I did. I did. Because I, I tried to go to every single sporting event. And I was like, all right, to do this, like without without me feeling cause sometimes I just kind of feel um, like a little introvert. So I was like, this is a perfect way to like get it scheduled and actually commit and do it um, awesome. when, I, when I see a fever doing these. That's awesome. All right. Well, speaking of my introvert, number three is one of mine. Um, don't isolate from your family and friends. Um, it's going to take, especially if you're an introvert, it's going to take a lot of proactiveness on your end. Uh, a lot of my friends are introverts and we all went to play in elite programs all over the country, but we really did fall out of touch. Uh, once we came back over winter break, it was like we never left, but everyone was kind of going through some struggles in their own way, their freshman fall. And I really wish I would have stayed more in touch with them. I went from living with my family to be like, okay, I'm independent. Okay, I can do this by myself. Um, okay, I don't need my parents anymore. 
but then it's like they are my biggest cheerleaders and support system and you know unconditional love so i wish i wouldn't have pushed that away so much my freshman year um mm. that, that was really just isolating yeah and i feel like we don't mean to do that i think that a lot of the time well most of us don't at least it's not like and i'm sure you were emily because i found totally. myself doing this too like just like you get so so busy that like you just forget to make time to call your family or your friends from home and like that's something that you'll just have to get better at for the rest of your life like even still today i am like okay on sunday morning i'm calling my mom like have to do it have to schedule it in so i i totally totally agree and it makes you feel better too when you call the people who you know are like your day ones and you know who love you unconditionally like you said Agreed. Yeah. All right. This next one is a good one. Um, do not date dummies. Taylor, take it away. Lol. I feel like we could both take this one away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what's there to say on this? Yeah. Just like be very, very selective with uh, the people you choose to engage with romantically. I feel like when you're young and, you know, you, you have this this time to yourself, you're blooming, you're becoming your own person, you're exploring new things. It's really, really easy for you to enter a relationship from like a very naive standpoint. And I know lots of my teammates, including myself and like all of my friends, I mean, literally every single person I know basically has at one point in college been involved with someone who they just wish they had not have been involved with. So yeah, you know, just set your boundaries, um, really ask yourself, like, does this person respect me? Um, do I respect this person? Is it less? Is it something more like really, really dig into that before you move forward um, to avoid any unnecessary hurt? Um, because that can definitely impact your mental health. And I'll tell you right now, it can definitely impact your athletic performance. So um, we can't, we couldn't do this without mentioning that. Yes, I think it's really important because you're so busy. You go from class, you, go, you typically go to a morning workout, then class, and then practice. So you have such limited time. So it's really hard really, to, in my opinion, to navigate um, I, I was I was very accepting of like very little attention, like as, as like because like I only had an hour of the day that I could talk to someone. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I, I, I one hour of talking to someone's better than like no talking. So I feel like I feel like it's really easy just to forget I mean, dating someone's better than being single yeah. in my mind. Like it honestly it wasn't. Like right. I would have been just as happy with hanging out that hour with a teammate or something. Um so I think it's really easy just to, it's almost more comfortable just to date someone sometimes than it is just to be single. Um, my big thing is, and I would tell this to everyone, do not date a, a man or a woman if you wouldn't be happy if your son or daughter turned out just like them. Yeah. So I have no clue why I dated these people that I'm like, I would you know, feel like I didn't do the right thing as a, a mother if I dated you and you treated your girlfriend like this. So why do I allow myself to get treated this way? So that was always my like reality check. Yeah. And I think this goes for like friendships as well. Um, and just using inclusive terms here, uh, dating men, women, or non-binary people. Um, yes. But uh, for friendships too, like just 
you know, be cautious, make sure that the people you're spending your time with are really there for you and not for anything else. I feel like for athletes too, um, there's also just this kind of like status that comes with being an athlete on campus. And sometimes, I mean, like there are athletes who are friends with athletes because of their status um, or and not necessarily for the right reasons for athletes who are dating other athletes for their status um, and not necessarily for the right reasons. And um, same with non-athletes and vice versa. So you just really need to be careful about, you know, be selective that the people around you yeah, are, keep your circle. Yeah, are, you're, are trustworthy, are there for the right reasons and, um, you know, are really there for you. All right. And our last don't is one that I think that the majority of, I know my class um, struggled with, uh, or, you know, we threatened probably way, way more than we actually felt it, but don't just transfer immediately. Mm. Um, don't just think after your freshman year, like that this wasn't the expectation you had, this wasn't the freshman year you thought it was, and think that it's right to transfer. Now, you know, of course, there are 100% very, very valid reasons to transfer after your right. freshman year. But I think it's important to, to note that almost everyone we've talked to has said that they didn't have the freshman experience that they thought. Yeah. So it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. It's very possible you would have had that same exact experience at another university as well. So true. And someone said to me, I think it was my friend, uh, one of like my former teammates said to me the other day, we were talking about transferring and she was like, you know, my dad always told me that your problems go where you go, right? So like, sometimes yeah. it's not even the school, honey, like sometimes it's you and you just yeah. need to take like a real look inside and ask yourself like, okay, is is this problem still going to exist when, when I move away? Or is this like, is this a school problem? Is this a team problem? Is this a coach problem? Or like, is this a me problem? And I feel like, I'm going to say like eight out of 10 times, it's a me problem. So let's just be real about that. Yeah, no, I think that's, that's really important. And, and, you know, unfortunately, as, as bad as it sounds, it's not really exciting or, or what you hoped, but it, it's it sometimes is survive your freshman year, you know, be gentle on yourself, be kind to yourself. And, you know, really just, just do what it takes to, to get through that freshman year. And survive your sophomore year like I did. I survived my freshman and sophomore year. <laughs> yeah, my, my sophomore year started turning around, luckily. But yeah. uh, freshman year was definitely, I, I would not relive my freshman year. No questions asked. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, I think that's the end of our list. We just wanted to make a little bonus episode for you all just to give you some advice. And I feel like this is also applicable to not just freshmen in college, but like any college athlete. Oh yeah, for sure. There's going to be, there's stages of every single items on this list, um, all four years. Yeah. Like even now, like it's so easy for me to always think like, oh, like this, the social life specifically was the one that always got me comparing my life to, to theirs and thinking of everything I missed out on when I had so much fun with my, like, it, it's just hard to get trapped in what you missed instead of focusing on the amazing time you did have. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I think this is going to release on the, is this going to release Emily on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving? 
this is going to be, I think, I think we're going to release it with pages since we talk some about pages. Okay, cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any more questions or need advice on the do's and don'ts of being a college athlete, just shoot us a DM or shoot us an email, um, DM through Instagram that is, but yeah, I hope that this was helpful and we look forward to connecting on our next episode. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Bye.